Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. I'm really looking forward to speaking to our next guest about his emotions last night. Justin Rinaldi is Peter Bowles' coach. Before we introduce Justin, just uh, an idea of how much... Australia was engrossed in this 27-year-old last night. Peter Bowles' inspirational 800-metre finals run peaked at 3.05 million viewers around the country. That was up 329% on the same event in Rio in 2016. And 7 Plus was number one with the live streaming commercial share with 92%. Extraordinary figures, it really is. Um, but he certainly went into the hearts of everybody last night. Uh, Justin, thanks for joining us here on SEN. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How do you feel, if I can ask you the obvious question, the day after the night before? Quite raw, because while, while fourth is an amazing achievement, I think when we look, myself and Peter, look back at it, in maybe a month's time, we'll be overawed by that. But it's still so close to winning a medal and so close to that gold medal. So disappointment as well. So it's mixed, mixed emotions this morning. And you don't just roll up to an 800 metres final at the Tokyo Olympic Games. There must have been years and years of hard work to get Peter to where he was last night. Yeah, I think this, I mean, Peter moved from WA over to Melbourne in November 2015. So it's been six years of hard work, you know, seven days a week. I see Peter probably six days a week. So it's a lot of work over the last six years just to get to that spot and run for a minute 45. So, yeah, six years of work is over in a blink of an eye. And what were your emotions leading into the race and how do you think he would perform if all things clicked in and uh, when he was actually leading for the first, well, certainly lap in a bit, uh, what were your thoughts there? Was it part of the strategy to try and break clear early in the race? Yeah, so like I spent two or three days before that final thinking about what the best strategy for Pete would be and how we could put, you know, put him in the best position to win. He was ranked, I think, seventh on personal best in that race. So we thought we could get to the front and just slowly pick up the pace after 400 each 100 metres. You know, we might run everyone off their legs and sneak a gold medal. Unfortunately, he sort of didn't have the legs in the day and sort of faded in that last 100 metres. But I thought... And I still believe that strategy he used was the best chance he had of winning. When you look at the competition last night, uh, certainly from the African runners, the two Kenyans that certainly uh, came home very strong. Do you take anything from that run to maybe develop over the next three years before we look at Paris in three years' time? Yeah, definitely. You know, you look at that. I mean, I think we did everything right for the first 700 to just the last 100 we need to work on. So and I, I've got some ideas how we can improve that. Um, and then hopefully in three years' time, if he's in the same position, he can kick away from them and uh, win, win by 10 metres, which would be nice. <laughs> well, 
Well, you're a former national 800 metres champion yourself, and of course you're in charge of the Australian 800 metres program. Uh, what about your experiences, and how much did your experiences go into the uh, the training of Peter in particular last night? Yeah, I think you know Peter and the other guys that coach benefit from my experience as a runner. I tell them all the time that don't worry about making any mistakes because I've already made them, so I've taken them out of the program, so you won't make the same mistake. Right. So I guess you know I'm learning from the benefit of hindsight, and you know they don't have to make those mistakes themselves. Yeah, and what about Peter deep down inside? Uh, I know the interview post-race was fantastic. All his family was together. There seemed to be, uh, I reckon, 30, 40 watching on of his family members, and he said in the interview that he could name all individuals, and his brother was having a birthday yesterday, and I know his brother was featured on the Sunrise interview uh, the morning of the race saying all he wants for his birthday is for Peter to bring home gold. Uh, he's got a lot of support, hasn't he? He's probably got more support now because all of a sudden he's become uh, top of mind with many Australians around the country. Yeah, I think, you know, the hardest thing about Peter doing this sport is that he's away from his family in WA, you know, training here with me in Melbourne, and it's such a big commitment for him to make because, like I said, family is the number one thing in his life. And he puts his family above anything else. Um, if something goes wrong with his family, he jumps on that plane, COVID restrictions pending, um, mm. to see his family. So, you know, and it, I think him seeing that support and seeing all those people in his family home was, you know, overwhelming for him. And it's a big sacrifice that he's had to make. Uh, just like anybody that comes to a new country, any family that comes to a new country, it's not easy when you're trying to establish yourself in a new land. And I, I gather Peter was caught up in that as well. Yeah, you know, he's, I mean, he's have a, not a struggle, but yeah, you know, just identifying, you know, becoming an Australian and identifying with people at the school and becoming embraced of that community. Um, and then, you know, moving to Melbourne where he knew no one. He, he knew me. He lived with myself and my wife for the first six months before he made some friends and, you know, established his own network here. But yeah, it, it is a struggle. It is a struggle to, to feel like you belong. Mm. What about him as an individual? If you have to put a character reference together for Peter Bowl as his coach, uh, what are some of the uh, the words that were used that uh, surmise him as a person? Yeah, I mean, I think you saw in that interview last night how humble he is. I think, you know, when he first moved to Melbourne, my biggest concern was, you know, it's probably the old attitude that you need a bit of mongrel in you to be, you know, he was always such a nice person and so humble and made friends with everyone. I thought that would be to his detriment, but actually I've learned over the years that's actually one thing that's one of his strongest strengths because he can stay so calm and relaxed when the pressure's on him. So, yeah, so he's humble, he's friendly, and he's just, he's just a genuine person. We're talking to Justin Rinaldi, the coach of Peter Bowl, the man that's in charge of the Australian 800-metre program. Now, the weight of expectation is something that he didn't have before he went into the final. All of a sudden, in the 24, 36 hours leading into that final last night, everybody took note of uh, Peter Bowl. Now, the weight of expectation after that run last night has now increased exponentially heading into Paris in three years' time. Has he got the ability to handle that expectation? And have you got the ability to handle the pressure that people expect from him going into Paris in three years' time, knowing what he can achieve and what he can do? Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, he, in the heats in the semifinal, he broke the Australian record, which was, you know, held by his close friend and training partner. And we always talk about being the best in the world, not the best in Australia. So it's always our conversations. You know, we don't worry about that Australian record. We want to get 
the world record and be number one in the, in the world. So I think he can handle that because it's what we talk about constantly. Why has Australia been devoid? And, of course, you're only a young man. You're, I think, in your late 40s. But we haven't had any success in the 800 metres and Olympic events since 1968. Why has Australia been devoid of 800-metre runners during that considerable period of time, almost half a century? Yeah, as the question comes up often, I've even spoken to Ralph Tabell about this when we, we, you know, we caught up with him in 2018 after Joseph broke his, his record. Um, and I don't think it's the training. I think it's just the attitude that, and the self-belief that you can actually compete with these best guys in the world. Um, I believe we've always had the talent there or here in Australia over the last 50 years to have a result like we did last night. I was and I took up coaching 10 years ago is to get Australia back to where I believe and where we're capable of being. You've got a couple of great talents in your squad. You know, Joseph Deng is the other one, uh, Peter Bowl. Uh, uh, no doubt it's given you some enormous motivation to try and even go better in three years. A hundred percent. You know, it was disappointing last night, but again, I, I already, I'm looking at the notepad in front of me, looking at the goals I've set for the next three years and how we can improve on that. So, you know, like any anyone, you, you, you have a disappointment, but then you just set new goals and focus on, th- on achieving those new goals. So, I'm looking really looking forward to the next three years. So what's Peter's program now, uh, now that his Olympics campaign is over? What uh, is his program yeah. in the short term? Yeah, so I think these, the recent performances have opened a few doors for him. So he's got an opportunity to race uh, in the US in a few weeks' time at the venue where the world champs will be next year. And then he's got one or two more races in Europe. And then he'll come back home, spend two weeks in quarantine, and then catch up with his family in Perth and you know, maybe spend a month back at home. And then you'll come back to Melbourne and get back to work. All right, Justin. Well, thanks for joining us here on the program. It's great to get an insight. Congratulations on uh, certainly your coaching expertise. A special moment last night. It really was. It was just uh, real warm and heartfelt, uh, the way he performed uh, and the way he accepted his position and what he did last night and his connection with you, connection with his fellow athletes, connection with his uh, adopted homeland now and being Australia and his family here in Perth. Well done. Uh, It's a nice little package that you put together and good luck uh, as you go forward towards the world champs. Thanks very much and thanks everyone for your support. We really appreciate it. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.